Don't make me laugh, dude. (laughs) Welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast for two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government, are now on the outside, and only have each other to talk about how things are going. Today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021, and this is episode 48. I'm your co-host, Pete, and with me, as always, is Howell. Hey, man. One closer to 50. We're going to make it. I know. I think we're going to make it before the end of the year. Um. You like my mustache? I love it. I was going to make a comment about it, but it is Movember. Have you gotten discounts on? Actually, you probably haven't been going out to restaurants that much. Oh, do you get discounts for having a mustache in November? I, re- I, I just saw. The, I just saw the picture. Today. I just saw the picture that you just sent me of you and Mel at this party, where <laughs> which is the impetus for you to have a mustache, and it's horrifying how much further you went with this. <laughs> why aren't you wearing boots, man? I mean, why are you wearing? I don't ch- have any chuka chukas. Uh, what kind of what are the what's chukas? That? Chukas. Yeah, some, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't going to buy two hundred dollar boots for this party. Um, and I not a, sent the and I not sent a the bullet to my back and not a speck of turquoise anywhere. <laughs> I like it was the hat, interesting. Though. Yeah, that was my grandfather's actually. Nice. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those listening, I went to a cowboy par- party on. <laughs> Saturday night and shaved a, shaved some mutton chops and and now I have a full on mustache. Um, it's Monday, it was, dude. Why do you still was, have it? Why not? Where am I going? I'm not going to an office or anything. Um, it was interesting though that to see how people interpreted cowboy for that party. So you had like rodeo cowboy. Yeah. You had like ranch cowboy. Yeah. You had me, who was like the Texas oil tycoon cowboy. <laughs> um, yes. You had... Well done, uh, by the way. F- like Florida Georgia line cowboy, like kind of like the uh, bro bro cowboys. Yeah. And then you had Dallas cowboys. Um, <laughs> so he come dressed as like Dak Prescott they, or something? They just wore a cowboys shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, that's called so, that's called putting in the minimum. <laughs> oh, well, there was definitely some minimum effort put in by some of the people, but... Anyway, I now have a mustache. We won't post a picture of it to the website or yeah. to the tw- tweeters, but to the tweeters, it yeah. looks looks pretty awesome. I, I'm actually flying Thursday night on, after Thanksgiving, and I will be around people that I need to like not laugh at me when I when I talk to them. So um, I will I will probably shave it before then. Is but this a, now? Is this Park City? Uh, no, no. Olivia has a uh, soccer tournament in Florida oh. uh, this weekend. So we, I'm going down there with her for her to participate in it. Nice. Um, what what town in yeah. Florida? Uh, we are going to be in West Palm Beach. Oh, okay. So a pretty nice place. All right, right on. Yeah, yeah. So should be should be good. But you're not that um, far from the Seminole Hard Rock Casino. So no. Okay. Just, oh, throw that out. Just there. leave my daughter at, the, I mean, at with with some people. And how long is the, how long are her games? Or her games? They're not 90 minute games, are they? Uh, well, this is actually a three-on-three tournament. Oh, so, it's a three-on-three. Oh. Um, th- those games are only 10-minute halves, so oh. 20 minutes. And then... That's but, that's not um, enough time to leave and go no. through some craps and then come back. Yeah. Um, and this it's pre- the parents are pretty intense. So yeah. um, anyway, what are you up to for Thanksgiving? We're sticking around here. Um, going Is to my in-laws. In? No, my mom's going to come in Christmas. Um, actually, she just actually she has decided she's going to come New Year's instead, which I, I don't care which one she comes in. It's fine. Um, but um, yeah, my mother in law's cooking. She's making pies on Wednesday. 
my father-in-law is going to do the turkey. Um, I'm going to bring some domades, which is my favorite uh, Greek cuisine. Are you getting hungry right now? I am because I'm going to I'm going to actually go buy all the meat for it tomorrow, and I'm going to make them Wednesday night, and then I'll cook them Thursday. I thought it was for another reason. <laughs> sure. You sure. love pies. Sure. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Anywho, so that's those are my holiday plans. Cool. So. Well, we wanted to do a quick episode before Thanksgiving and the holidays hit. I mean, I'm sure we'll try to record between now and and Christmas as well, but um and in I in know, the in the name of the holiday spirit, what are we yeah, going to talk I know, about? I know you 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 texted me <laughs> Friday and were like, "Oh shit, I got to talk about this." So, um this being what everyone is kind of talking about, uh the the Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty verdict. Um, and I yeah. told you when you texted me that, I was like, I don't really have a lot to say. I will admit I haven't followed it very closely. Um, probably for better, my for my better uh, mental state. But yeah. what did you think? I know, I mean, that inspired you to re- react that way and say, we got to talk about this. Uh, uh, I mean, what inspired me to talk about it is because of how much of the how much of this of this story from the moment it happened in 2020 to now that has been that is that has been gotten wrong by so many people you know the press people on twitter you know and you know regular kind of kitchen table conversations all the same like so much of his has been gotten wrong um from him being a white supremacist to some people thought he actually killed three black men and not three white dudes. Like there's been like, it's kind of, it's funny. It's, there was a Barry Weiss on her Substack did this like compilation of um, all the things that people got wrong about Kyle Rittenhouse and the, in this case. Um, And it's, she's got a pretty comprehensive list. So I highly suggest people go check that out. But um, that's kind of what inspired me to talk about it. And then uh, some of the comments that were coming out about the not guilty verdict, um, uh, you know, my whole thing is, and I think I think I told you this, and I think you actually agree with it, is that there's many things here. One, he should never have been there. Two, if he was going to be there, he should not have brought a rifle with him. And three, based on the evidence that I saw, and I watched a good bit of this of this uh, trial just on TV, or you know, as much as I could digest when while I was working and stuff, and you know, some of the breaks I was taking, um, that that it was, there was plenty of evidence to show that he that it was self defense. Does that make it right? Does that make mm-hmm. it, you know, does that put him on the right side of history? No, but that's not mm-hmm. what we're talking about here. This is a trial. This is a jury trial, a criminal prosecution. It has nothing to do with the morality of the situation and whether or not um, it was, you know, he was right or wrong uh, in what yeah, he did. Unfortunately, bad, mor- uh, improper morals or bad judgment yeah. um, are not. Uh, not legally legal legal um restriction or not legally restricted right right um yeah but there's that and then there's this whole group of people who have commented mostly mostly on twitter but commented about uh supposed um twitter is not real life i know i know but still it it still gets me fired up you should get off twitter as it does many people um it's funny thing i don't post anything on twitter i just read stuff that's anyway, probably even worse. I know. But how many people were basically saying everything that the judge did was improper? Um, 
I mean, the judge did seem a little crazy, but whatever. Well, yeah, but most seemed like like a crazy uncle as my judge. Most people weren't privy to a lot of the pretrial rulings that he had made, and that's what the it seemed like the prosecution was trying to get around or find a back door or side door uh, to, and that of course set him off. But the other thing that was that hit me too on especially on Twitter, is how many random people decided that they know everything about Wisconsin criminal procedure. <laughs> well, that's that's classic Twitter, right? Yeah, like yeah. Twitter has all the uh, the ep- epidemiologists and, uh, yeah. you know, the experts in, in all sorts of case law, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, I think the, my, the final thought I had on this thing just in general, and obviously I want to hear from you, but is that nobody gives a shit. Like the, I, it feels like everybody stopped talking about it by Saturday afternoon or Saturday night, because um, this really wasn't like I, I mean, like I said, he didn't kill three black people. There really wasn't a connection to white supremacy, white white white, white supremacy in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but well, did you see his? Did you see some of the snippets that came out from his interview with Tucker Carlson, where he said he supports? BLM. Yeah, and he supports BLM and all that. Social justice efforts, you know. But I'm so it's not going to compel me to watch that thing because I that's the no, I wouldn't watch it either. That's but. the other thing that pisses me off. I I do not think this kid should be made out to be a hero in any way, shape, or form, and and that's going to happen, and that's deeply depressing. Yeah. To me. What did what did I text you? It was a a quote from or a tweet actually from David French, right? Mm-hmm. Who said. The acquittal was proper. One, the acquittal was proper. Rittenhouse presented evidence that he was chased and attacked at every turn. Mm-hmm. Two, he's no hero. He never should have been there. The effort on the right to turn him into a model of citizen action is dangerous. Right. I think we both agree with yeah. agree with that. I mean, clearly, he, what he did was idiotic. And his mother, you know, t- terrible parent. Right, I don't know if she bought him the AR-15 or what, but well, he's you know, the, he he has family in Kenosha. His father and a bunch of that side of his right. family lives in Kenosha, but he lives in Illinois. But he lives in Antioch, Illinois, which is like twenty yeah. minutes from Kenosha. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the thing that was kind of unclear is it was a friend's dad who purchased the gun and also uh, held the gun for him. So when he wasn't in Kenosha, he kept the gun at this guy's house. <laughs> Or this guy kept the what a weird house or like what that. a weird setup, yeah. Um, but it's like, anyway. but that was another thing. Like uh, Barry Weiss pointed out too, pointed it out that um, uh, everybody was saying this kid had no connection to Kenosha. That's why he shouldn't have been. No, there. I I had heard that his father yeah. lived there. Well, his father lived there, um, and he, the kid actually worked there too. He had a yeah. job in Kenosha. Um, yeah, I mean, it probably felt like the biggest town near to him, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and um, when this was going on, I mean, I think. Uh, he probably, you know, he shouldn't have, he, he, well, first off, he shouldn't have been there just as probably being an 18 year old. How old? I don't even know how old he is. He was 17 when this happened. 17, 17, 17 year old kid bringing, like you said, bringing a rifle to it. Um, not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's like, there, there is, you know, if he had showed up without a long rifle would he have had guns pointed at his face probably not probably not but but you know it's one of those things that um creates unnecessary escalation right uh and i think the it's you know the the there was probably there was some idiocy probably on the 
the victim side as well. I guess, although the judge would not allow them to be called victims, right? But um, on the the other the the people who were shot side as well, like you know, what are you doing there as well, and why are you you know like why do you have rifles? It's or guns. Why did that one handguns? The, the one survivor had a yeah he had a handgun. Yeah, he had a handgun. So um, I mean, obviously that doesn't mean they deserve to die, but no. when you put yourselves in this, these situations of, um, high intensity, lots of emotions, things can escalate very quickly yeah. and they clearly did. And I, I, from what the little I read, you know, he had a very reasonable self-defense claim and I, think the hyperbole coming from many of the Democrats afterwards, uh, you know, miscarriage of justice type thing is, is just that it's, it's, it's hyperbole. I will say, I think the one thing that I have noticed is there weren't really, everyone was kind of on alert and there weren't outside of, some opportunistic thieves that have kind of worked around the country. Um, there have been no real protest after no. this, which well, to except, me, except for what happened, there was some protesting that in Portland, but in Portland. Really yes. And but then there I was think they, there's professionals at this. Yeah. Point. Those are, they yeah just like seriously. To, right, and then there was like, the one in uh, New York. They, uh, I think a group of people walked across the Brooklyn bridge. Um, yeah. But right. I didn't so anything, nothing that on those, nothing that, raised any sort of real news. Um, uh, And I, you know, he did, I think, I think some of the comments about, you know, if he had been a black man and this had happened, would he have been found guilty? Um, I don't know know if he'd been found guilty, probably been shot. (laughs) Well, right, right. I'm not trying to laugh. I'm not trying to laugh to be funny. I'm it's, that's what the ridiculousness of it. Right. He would have even made it this far. Right. Um, I, I think there's validity in that question in saying stuff like that. And, yeah. and just to point the gap out of, you know, the in, inequality between a white person and a black person. And, but that's nothing Absolutely. that's, I mean, we, we, we know that like, yeah. that's not, um, and, and just because this ruling went the way it did, doesn't mean that efforts aren't being made to close that gap or that we don't still have a long way to go. Um, so I think some of the points uh, are definitely valid. Um, I don't know, you know, I, I, it just, it's just a shame that it, this terrible situation had to become, you know, basically this situation where one side was going to get to raise their arms and say, you know, victory, like Greg, Greg Abbott tweeted out Kyle Rittenhouse, not guilty exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Like what, what does the Texas governor I mean, I know why he did it. But yeah. Like in 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 a in thirty years ago, what would a Texas governor have ever felt the need to comment on uh, a small court case in Wisconsin? Yeah. No. Um, and it, it just became this another flashpoint, another point of disagreement. That um, when it really doesn't, it the ruling doesn't change much of anything no. um, for for America. Um, and so, you know, I'm just, I do wonder if one of the reasons nobody really rioted is because 
it was white dudes that were killed. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, if it, if he, if he had killed like black men and then got off, oh. then there might've, then there might've been actual, a lot of, but like, a lot of fires because it was just like little, like white Antifa boys playing, um, tough guy. And one of which and, was a convicted, convicted sex offender pedophile and probably shouldn't just had gotten out, just had gotten out of a mental, you know, a mental war right. a few days earlier. I, again. And, uh, and I think that's, yeah. this is all probably more an indictment on the state of America than it is on any of these individuals yeah. <laughs> in particular, that this toxic brew was created in Kenosha that evening yeah. of, you know, a convicted sex offender who just got out of a mental institution running up against a, uh, emotional, immature 17 year old and yeah like that it was a we're allowing guy. these things to happen um is pretty sad and it, it's just a like it's a sad outcome an unfortunate outcome and i don't think he should be a hero and i i hope as you said that interest in him dies out pretty quickly because that's probably going to be best for everyone yeah I think so. And I honestly, the, I've been saying this for weeks too, that the, the trial that everybody should be watching is the Ahmad Arbery case uh, down in South Georgia. Um, because if those three assholes are, you know, acquitted, things will burn. I mean, it just will. Sounds, it sounds like, yeah, I haven't followed that either, but it sounds like the prosecution has a lot stronger case there and that, well, you know, I, they claim self-defense and they're like, was there a gun? Was there a knife? <laughs> Did he Was have there... a gun? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, he... no, no. So, okay. The, I, yeah. I, I found on, actually found on Twitter today that the prosecutor has become somewhat of like a living, like folk hero. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Because she, she's, she's done, yeah, because she's just done such a great job. Um, well, good. So, yeah. I mean, that, that. Their closing was, arguments. We'll see what happens. That was, I mean, just, I mean, when I heard that, and saw some of the video. Like, it was just gut wrenching to see oh, yeah. that, that. I mean, well, just and I was still bring someone to tears of like this guy was just out running and well, and and he went to you know their whole thing is that he was snooping around a construction site for a right. new for a new home or a renovation or something like that. And I was telling my wife, I was like, we do that. Like I remember <laughs> when we were in Atlanta visiting my mom uh, for thank my mom and dad for Thanksgiving and my wife and I went for a walk one afternoon in a neighborhood that was adjacent to my, my parents. And, uh, there was a house that was being completely gut renovated. And I tried like hell to get in there to see what it looked like. And I mean, I've done that a million times. My dad used to do that would stop at construction sites and walk around and look at how they're building it and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, and that's right. You know, this guy wasn't stealing anything. I mean, if he was checking on the progress of this house, maybe, maybe he was interested in finding out the, if it was available, I don't know, but he does not deserve to be hunted down by three idiots. What's someone um, going to steal from a house under construction anyway? I know, I know. <laughs> it's not like there was freaking like marble Im- imported right. marble, uh, you know, countertops from Italy sitting right there. They don't put like the that. appliances in until very the very end. So yeah. you know, um, yeah, but it's just not plausible. Not, but. not not to get too far afield. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have anything yeah. else to say about Kyle Rittenhouse? Because no, no that's it. I mean. Uh, like you said, I just hope that this doesn't turn into a thing where he's, you know, some sort of like folk hero for the uh, for the alt right and um, for conservatives in general. I think it's a big waste of time. And the moment he shows up at somebody's campaign rally, I'm just uh, which he will. I'll, I'll get sick. Which he will. And this is kind of what I wanted to um, transition to. You know, yeah. I don't know if you heard that 
Matt Gates said he was going to offer him like a, or he, was, yeah. he would he would be open to offering him an internship, <laughs> yeah. and then um, the Washington Post or if Matt just Gates did, would be open to offering him a red eye. <laughs> um, the Washington Post had a had a article <laughs> Sunday or either maybe today about the growing influence of um, like Gates and Babert Burbert and Bobert. Taylor Green. Send that to me. I haven't heard that. Um, and how they're causing, you know, headaches for, uh, McCarthy. Oh yeah. And, yeah. um, <clears throat> and what it could pretend for, uh, the house if yeah. they take, if the GOP takes the house in 2022. So right. uh, as our resident legislative expert, um, hmm. you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy's floor speech the other night, you know, what yeah. the GOP is, is looking like they, they, you know, even with redistricting alone, they, they, they may have a pretty good chance of taking the house. Yeah. And if they do, you know, will McCarthy, do you think he'll even retain his speakership, um, given kind of the disgust that some people have expressed with him for not uh, retaliating against the 13 Republicans who voted for um, the infrastructure bill. And then what would it, what would like an agenda look like for, yeah. um, would it just be, you know, would it be impeach Biden? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, well, I mean, you know, McCarthy's been, he's basically been locking up votes for speaker for, for forever now. I think probably ever since, you know, it was clear that eventually you know, eventually with, you know, Paul Ryan retiring, probably at that moment, uh, McCarthy was trying to lock in votes for a speaker whenever that moment, whenever that day came. Um, I'm sure he still has people he has to convince, but I don't see how he doesn't become speaker if they take back the house. Um, you know, and I'm not the one to originally say this, but that speech the other night, the eight and a half hour speech to, you know, prior to the, uh, build back better, uh, build better back. I never remember which order it is. Build back better. Yeah. Um, the house filibuster yeah he uh you know which is uh, interesting I, f- I forgot about this that nancy pelosi did a very similar thing she spoke for eight hours uh just like three mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. um before a, a vote but um they're trying to stop a vote but that was definitely i'm not the first one to say this but that was definitely his like i'm gonna be speaker kind of speech because he was i mean he had to fill eight he and was a half peacocking. hours yeah he was peacocking he was and mm-hmm. he really was um and um I think uh, I don't think he's talked a whole lot about substantive policy or what they want to achieve, but he certainly tried to show a difference between um, Republicans and Democrats in the House. Um, but you know, not—I don't think that many people actually paid attention to it outside of like pundits and you know. But still, I think um, I don't see how he doesn't become speaker. And what that you know, what an agenda looks like is who knows. I mean. Somebody's going to try and file articles of impeachment against Biden. I know you were just kind of joking, but that's definitely going to happen. No, I, I, I think someone, one of the crazy people will. And I mean, assume, assuming Biden doesn't do anything that actually deserves impeachment, which yeah. I don't think he will. No. But, um, you know, they'll impeach him for uh, being, um, you know, a, a member of the Chinese Communist Party or something like yeah. that. Well, and... I think they'll do everything they can to try and pass and uh, make a big deal about border security because that's one of Kamala Harris's uh, 
uh, issues in her portfolio for the administration. And they want to try and embarrass the administration for not doing enough to secure the border. Um, and, um, you know, anything anti-Biden, I mean, well, honestly. Yeah, but what is that? There, there's no policy. There's no the policy. Is, I mean, they're going right. to find things. They're going to find things. They always do. They'll find well, things. Well, here's what I mean. What about, like, investigations? What about, like, yeah, I was be thinking like, that. Calling like Ron Klain to testify or something like that about things. If they find, yeah, if they find something out, um, you know, Afghanistan is definitely going to be something they're going to harp on the pullout. Um, how many American? They're going to do an oversight hearing for sure. If they, you know, when they're in the majority about how many Americans are still stuck in Afghanistan, they're going to try and embarrass the administration as much as they can. Um, you know, anymore. so not accomplish anything. Well, no, because there's no guarantee unless they ha- unless they have the Senate, um, and I don't know. Which, uh, so uh, Mandel uh, is out in Pennsylvania. He suspended his campaign no, today. Not Mandel. Or not Mandel. Parnell. Um, Parnell. Sean Parnell. Sorry, I got my states confused. Um, Mandel's Ohio. Um, yeah, Sean Parnell. Uh, Parnell was Senate too, right? Yeah, he's running he's for Senate, Senate in Pennsylvania. Um, former military guy, Trump endorsed wife beater, um, alleged wife beater and child beater. Um, he lost custody of his kids today, so he decided to suspend his campaign. Which I mean, I think a lot of people are saying, you know, politically, you, you can't, you know, a judge basically thinks that you beat your wife and kids, so um, you're not going to convince a whole lot of Pennsylvanians to to vote for you. So that's actually a really good thing for Democrats. I think it, it ups their chances of picking up. Uh, Pennsylvania after uh, Senator Toomey retires. Um, you know, and there's also questions about now um, Herschel Walker and a lot more of Herschel Walker stuff in Georgia's coming out. He's one of the people when Trump endorsed candidates that's under a lot more scrutiny. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if they, if Republicans would be that optimistic about having the Senate. So if that's the case, if there's no, you know, not much of a chance, or at least um, if Democrats retain control of the Senate, the house can be as bomb throwy as they want. They can file all the crazy shit and they can try and have as many oversight hearings and write as many letters and try and get as many headlines as they can with literally no repercussions. And then nothing will get accomplished, at least from the Biden's perspective, uh, will get accomplished uh, for two years. Sounds awesome. Look forward to that. Great. Well, I mean, if it were times of like, you know, when everything was sensible and it just meant, you know, the loyal opposition to the president, which we haven't seen that in a long time. So, no. um, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know if you, so in relation to this, um, kind of this, the censure vote for Paul Gosar, um, you know, like Lauren Boebert got up and called Elon Omar like part of the jihad squad on the yeah. on the on the house floor, and I, I was just like, that is so disgusting. Like, um, to to be calling people those names on in the you know in the House of Representatives, yeah, um, and um. She attacked Swalwell as well for sleeping with a Chinese spy, which, you know, I think everything I've read about that is he, as soon as he was notified of the potential that she might, you know, be, um, 
anyway, we don't have to litigate that, but like, yeah. it was just, it was, it was just literally like an airing of grievances. Yeah. Um, and that seems to be all that contingent is about is performative grievance. And if that's what the house is going to look like, if they retake it, that's, that's certainly not great for the country. Well, and then um, I'm sure uh, Paul Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Greene will get committee assignments again. Exactly. And they'll be all active. Well, McCarthy already said it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. part because he, he needs their votes uh, to yeah. be speaker. So they'll promise it. Um, and I'm sure they're going to make some sort of, I mean, I don't know how many of the 13 who voted for um, Bill Back Better. Um, wait, was it Bill Back Better they voted for? Or, or the they voted for infrastructure. Infrastructure, yeah. I mean, that's what I meant. All right, good. And um, Non-human infrastructure. Yeah. Those are, I mean, some of those people aren't coming back anyway. So, right. uh, you know, we'll see. Right. We'll see what kind well, of punishment, what kind of appetite for punishment is actually going to be there um, once twenty. That brings me to um, the crazy of the week. Oh, I love crazy. Which is related to... Um, the crazy of the week. <laughs> I got, I'm going to come up with a jingle for that. Okay. All right. Um, of the 13 who voted for it. I believe one was John Katko. Mm-hmm. New York. Who from New York. Yep. And he said, is he, is he the co-chair of Homeland Security? He's uh, on, he's on the, he's on the Homeland Security Committee. Yeah. He's one of, I, I think what, he's, I think he's one of the senior members. Yeah. I don't know what his actual uh, ranking is mm-hmm. or position there, but um, in response to, to that Marjorie Taylor Green said something to the effect of, why is someone from New York on dealing with Homeland Security? Like, what does that have to do with Homeland Security? She, she basically thought, was saying that if it's not, if they're not on the border, then they don't need to deal with Homeland Security. <laughs> and I don't think people had to explain to her that, you know, Homeland Security, well, I don't know if anyone explained it to her, but someone should have explained it to her or someone on Twitter explained it to her that, um, you know, Homeland Security is much more dynamic than just what goes on on the border. So she was using that to kind of but also, denigrate him and say, you know, he doesn't need to be on that committee because um, it wouldn't matter because he's from New York. So he doesn't really know anything about Homeland Security. Well, and does she not aware that New York is, is in fact a border state? Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Has yeah. she never been to Niagara Falls? <laughs> Meanwhile, she's from Georgia and... Yeah. Georgia does not. The Georgia does not touch. I guess. No, does Georgia no. touch? Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. Nope. It is not a border um, state. It borders the Atlantic Ocean in parts, yes. right? Yes, that's about it. That's about it. Um. So anyway, that's the, your crazy that's a good one. week. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I saw that and I was like, "What is she talking about?" And then I re- um, I realized what she was. was explained about so anyway we that was a short and sweet episode boom 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 boom. um are you into anything these days uh no not really um i need to be i need to be into the gym um but i'm not fatty i am it's i so you know it was kind of it sucks dude at the start of the pandemic and i i already had been going to a trainer and by uh uh, April of you know 2020, so the first few months, the first couple months of the pandemic, I was down 30 pounds. 
Wow. And all that's back now. I, re- I gained 20 of it back. And then I think, you know, by this summer and then now I'm back to where I was. So I need to get back into the gym and well, my eating get habits into it. suck. So I'm going to, I'm going to get into the gym again. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll ask you next time. Please do. Or maybe after the new year. Hold me accountable, please. I will. And we'll have all of our listeners hold you. Make sure you please tweet it. Pete. Tweet at me. Get in the gym. Shame me. You, Body shame me. Yes. Yes. Please. I'm we're, inviting we're, it. Yes. We won't cancel you if you shame him for never. His pear like figure. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually accurate. <laughs> Anywho, how about you? Um so for those who may know me, uh, which I imagine if you're listening to this you do. Um I am a huge Oasis fan. And um, there has long been a legendary concert um, of Oasis's is the 1996 concert at Nebworth um, that they Nebworth in in London uh, that they played. And it's been, you know, set hailed as the greatest Oasis concert ever. It was at their height of their powers. Um, Well, they just released it as a as an album and so i have been listening to that on repeat a lot over the it was released last week so i've been nice. listening to that a, a lot over the last it's got all the, all the hits all the crap all the fan favorites you know it's liam and noel at their um king rock and roll status best uh no, liam yelling gibberish at the crowd <laughs> um as he tends and, to do. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, you know, I, I, it's rare that I find an album these days that I just like continually play. Yeah. Um, yeah. and like listen to straight through yeah. too as well. And so, um, of course it's not any new material, but, uh, it, it's nice to hear this concert finally after they've been teasing it. They've been releasing like a single every month on Spotify. So I'd heard like five of the songs but it's like 20 songs so it's 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 a good yeah for those who may like Britpop, i i suggest you check it out i was just telling a friend of mine because they went and saw um uh cheap trick at the warner theater in dc and i saw he and i were chatting and i said i was like actually one of my favorite shows that i think i've seen in the last 10 years was noel gallagher at warner theater with you and mm-hmm. I, I, to this day, I can remember when he played that solo version of Supersonic and the entire mm-hmm. theater sang along with him. That was really, really great. One of my favorite moments at, at a live show, honestly. That's interesting you remember that because I don't, I don't remember that particular moment. But I remember it being a really good show because yeah. um, he played a mix of his stuff yep. with his solo stuff. And then probably it was probably about half and half and yeah. then we would play like... I mean, he wrote all the Oasis songs, so he yeah. he has the right to play them. So uh, it was a really good show. But yeah, so anyway, it's been nice to listen to some music again, kind of like I used to. I'm actually going to see the Killers here in a couple of weeks. Where at, uh, they're playing Aragon. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Who are you going with? Yeah, uh, just someone. God, he didn't he didn't even ask me. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so that should be fun. Um, well, if that falls, if that someone falls through, let me know. Okay, all right. Uh, All the Pearl Jam shows I'm taking you to. Come on, man. (laughs) 
um, getting back into going to concerts and, yep. you know, hopefully I won't get COVID, but, um, I'm pretty immune at this point. So are you going to get a booster even though you've already had COVID in the last few months? I'll, I'll get it. I think yeah. at the, after the new year. Yeah. Um, more and I are trying to figure yeah. out what we're going to go and get ours. Yeah. You should get it. It's going around here. So is it actually Owen? Oh yeah. My, my Owen's home right now on doing remote schooling because someone in his class had it and oh geez there's a there we're getting like notifications about one every day the kids at school getting it so really i can't imagine i would imagine there's probably at least seven or eight classes that are quarantined at this point no um, way i didn't know i never thought that well because you know my teddy school um they've had a couple of exposures uh no actual illnesses but that's it so mm-hmm. i mean obviously it's a much yeah. smaller school but you know yeah well anyway damn dude well good luck all is well it's only a two-day week so yeah you know it's it's not he'll be back in school next monday so nice anyway happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving to you man follow us on twitter at bros politics and listen to us at where you get your podcasts on apple spotify and amazon and uh sounds sounds right to me yeah i think so yeah we'll go to a casino (laughs) later later man